Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 382 for April 23rd, 2016. I'm Chris Privetier here with my recently out of surgery kitty cat, Simon. Aww. He had a sister moved from his head, so now he's wicked stitches. It's awesome looking. He's, and they shaved his head, so he's got like a reverse mohawk on his head. As in all the hair around it is there, but not in the middle of his head. It's great. Um, <laughs> also joining me today, uh, my my... I'm not supposed to say lovely wife anymore. My hearty um, spouse? No? Good morning. What, what do you want me to call you? Just not lovely wife every week, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. My ugly housemate. No? Did you really not expect that? <laughs> I should have. Yes, you should have. Also here, Alex Fuller. From England. Hello. Alex Fuller. We recently yes. on Giant Bomb watched a quick look of Casey Powell lacrosse. Oh, yes. So now we're fully on... We, we understand lacrosse entirely now. <laughs> By which I mean not at all. Um, yeah. You play that game, huh? On YouTube. Oh, does he? You yep. stream it on YouTube? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's, uh, I, was, I was looking at the Sony PlayStation archives for the case by cross, and most of them are mine. <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> you th- you're saying there's not a big market there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that on console? Yeah, it's on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Okay. I. Well, as long as you're having fun. Uh, it is PAX East weekend, so thank you for joining us. If you've uh, downloaded this over the weekend, instead of listening or watching a PAX panel, um, you're spending your time with us. We appreciate it. Have a little bit of news out from out there. Well, actually, no, I don't think there's any news from out there, is there? Hmm. Where's all the PAX East oh, I think East most news? of the stuff that came out yesterday was from there. Oh, okay. Sort of, so technically. We, so we have some technical news releases coincided with the timing of PAX East. Thank you, marketing programs. <sighs> Alice Wilkinson is in Japan. She's busy eating at Gundam cafes, so she can't join us this week. And Jonathan Stringer has probably lost himself somewhere in the uh, the dark zone in the division, so haven't seen him around either. Um, so let's, uh, let's jump into it. Alex Fuller. Are you still playing Casey Powell across, or is it, have you moved on? Uh, occasionally, I'm sort of flicking between about four different sports games now. Okay, that's way too many for sports games. Yeah, I like sports. All right, well, fair enough. No RPGs. So yeah, uh, I'm still playing through Ray. Ray Gigant. 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 Ray Gigant. Yeah, I forgot how they pronounce it in games, so I'm just going with whatever. <laughs> Are you enjoying that still? Yeah, I'm liking it. Right. It's definitely a dungeon crawler more suiting to my taste rather than the other experience stuff. So, so what makes this one different? It's a lot more straightforward in terms of progressing through stuff and sort of character building and party building because you've only you've basically got three characters rather than I think the six they have in quite a few others and you're not trying to assign sort of every single attribute and stuff like that, so... 
And it's got wicked art. Yeah, the art is cool. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just a lot easier to play, but it's still mostly dungeon crawling. Hmm. What I enjoy about dungeon crawling, so. So if you had to choose between this and Stranger of Sword City, which is also hitting Vita this week, which I think is made by the same company, right? Yep. Because <laughs> yeah. they make all the they make all the dungeon uh, colors. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I pick this, but it's basically because it suits my style more. If you're really into the experience dungeon cores and Stranger Sorcerer, it'll probably be more of what you liked. But yeah, this is, this is more welcoming to new players, and also has the advantage of being easier than the other games. So, of course, uh, Ray Gigant isn't out for the normal public yet, so you'd have to keep waiting. That's true. Yeah, that's that's an extra week for Ray Gigant, I think. Yeah, May. I can't believe well, that... Well, it's the start of May, so it's not too bad. I can't believe that they've made it so that Experience has two games coming out within a month. That seems like a poor overlap of, of your potential market, don't you think? Well, they're all being published by different people. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this is, this is Actil, although I think Bandai Namco has a bit to do with it. Cause they Bandai it did it in Japan, Japan yeah. But, yeah. And who's doing... And, yeah, and NIS America's doing... Still, you'd think they'd want to coordinate with each other and say, hey, there's only so many people, well, okay, pretty much everyone who has a Vita who would be interested in a dungeon crawler on a Vita, since that seems to be all that system's for. So, shouldn't we space it out a little? No, because they're going to buy it no matter what. Oh, because there's no games, right? (laughs) Though everyone assures me that there are lots of Vita games. So, all right. Ray Gigant, Anna, you have any interest in these Vita dungeon crawlers? Um, Yeah, but I just need to figure out where I'm going to fit them into my gaming schedule. We have like three of them on our Vita already. I know, and I mean, I've played some of them. Did you? I played Criminal Girls earlier this year. Oh, that's not the same. It's a dungeon crawler. Is it a first-person dungeon crawler? Oh, no, I don't really like those as much. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Oh, I'm talking about all the experience games. We have like three of them on the Vita now. Well, this week we could put a fourth one, and then next week we could put another one. one. (laughs) That's I think that's the dilemma that I've been having. Then is I think I haven't played these because I'm not a real huge fan of the first-person dungeon crawlers. Okay, except um, Etrian Odyssey. Yeah, because those are first-person dungeon dungeon crawlers, crawlers. Anna. Huh. Well, maybe I'll have to give some of the Vita games a try. <laughs> Ray Gigant does sound really interesting. Yeah, it's the one I'd probably suggest doing first, just to be able to bit of an ease to ease you in a bit more to them. So. Rather than Tokyo Dungeon Ghost Crawler Hunters or whatever it's called. The, yeah, the other one. I don't remember. <laughs> Operation Abyss. I think that's one of them. Tokyo Abyss. Operation Abyss. Tokyo. In Japan, I I still don't remember the name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, and this one does has the fancy graphics as well. The With fancy, the, yeah, well, yeah. It does, and it does that perspective thing on the major bosses as well, where you've got one guy who's right up close in its face because they are about a hundred feet tall. Yeah. And then what, another person, the mid-range person, is sort of standing on the ground next to him, and then another person is in artillery range, basically. Now, how does Stranger Sword City work? They have different art depending on which platform you're on. No, I think you can. You've got two options, and you can pick either one. Oh, okay. So, right. Yeah, it's yeah. The options are there for everyone. 
Yeah, and that one you have six characters. Man. Yeah. This one's yeah. Um, Vagrant's a bit more neat on the story stuff as well because it's got sort of pre-built characters. You aren't just going with a party of faces. Oh, Anna likes that. People say. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're actually controlling a party of characters rather than. Yeah, I mean that was fighters. always that was kind of part of my problem with the original Etrian Odyssey games because I wasn't connected to my characters. The story's a bit neat in this one as well because you've got three different story arcs, each with their own party. So I've got through the first one and now on the second one where I'm controlling a British person. Wait, what? Uh, it's yeah, set in, so the first part is set in Tokyo, the second part is set in Britain somewhere, and then the third part is set in the Caribbean. Oh, okay. For plot reasons. Because reasons. Yep. I, I... Well, I'm having fun with it, so it sounds like it's going to be a 30 to 40 hour game, so. That does seems good, does good Actil enough. have a website? Yes. I can't find it. It's linked to on the impression. Oh, well. I'll go to that. Are you spelling Actil correctly? No, probably not. A C T T I L. Oh, of course there's two T's. Yep. It's Actil. Acceptance, creativity, oh, teamwork, trust, and then it just it changed the screen. I couldn't tell. Also publishing, Superbeat Zonic, spelled with an X. And let's see what else we got here. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna switch the thing? Okay. And Blick O nineteen forty six. I don't know what that is. Ray Gigant still listed on their website as a release date of spring twenty sixteen. Hey, you pointed out that Supergiant still says the game that came out last year is coming soon. <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> I hope they release Transistor soon, Anna. Can't wait. <laughs> I was yeah. kind of hoping they'd be like, oh, shoot, fixed. <laughs> um, they were probably traveling to PAX at the time. Mm. Or in Boston. Oh, Blicko 1946 is a picture ebook written by Nobuo Uematsu. Okay. That's cool. All right. Uh, what's it, what do I play? Man, I played all the things. All right. Let me try and break it down. First, the little stuff, the throwaways. Neverwinter. Continue on with Neverwinter. They released an update to Neverwinter. Where you have to play fewer dailies? Yes. Wow. To level from 60 to 70. Oh, that's not good for you. No, I'm already 70. So if they, they completely changed the leveling experience for 60 to 70, so it's now just a condensed campaign. They, It's not about doing the same old dailies over and over. They've dramatically increased the experience. So that's a cool, good thing. But um, I'm already 70, so I didn't get to really jump into that much yet. And I didn't want to spend a lot of time on that because there are more interesting things to play this week. So, like uh, Amplitude, which came out late last year, and I finally got around to trying on my PS4. Um, you saw me play that, Anna. Yes. That game's good, but so far, having played through the first chapter of the campaign, uh, the music is nowhere as good as Frequency or Amplitude, the original games. So I'm kind of disappointed in that. Um, 
And it's not that it's house music. I don't mind that it's in-house music. It's just that the in-house music isn't as good. <laughs> so uh, you don't doesn't bug me to not have licensed tracks or not a lot of licensed tracks, but you know you you need to have catchy tunes. And the first games had some catchy in-house tracks from like good musicians in-house, and now they're just apparently just trying to do too many. So kind of disappointing so far. Um, other than that, though, the game is Amplitude, and it feels like Amplitude, and Anna could was watching me jump right back into, like, expert-level um, note runs and stuff, and um, you were a little overwhelmed, weren't you, Anna? Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, how are you doing that, Chris? Like, well, you, you, you just learn how to read it, <laughs> and then you, you tap the buttons, left, right, left, right, left, 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 right, left, left. <laughs> All right, so that was Amplitude. Um, I'm a backer of that, so it was fun to finally get around to that. But uh, and then after Amplitude, we both jumped into War of Gems, or is it Gems of War? Is it Gems uh, of War? I think it might be Gems of War. It's Gems of War, which is made by the Puzzle Quest team, the developers of Puzzle Quest, yes. who are no longer with D3 or whatever. I don't know. 505 so games. So, like, the the people that made the first Puzzle Quest game, like, none of them worked on the successive Puzzle Quest games. They all kind of scattered. And they have all made Puzzle Quest-esque games. Nice. So this is one yeah, of them. Do what you love. Hmm? <laughs> do what you love. Yeah, well, except for the people that went to Konami and made that, like, horrible game, whose name I don't even remember anymore because it scarred me for life. Mm. We looked it up, Chris. What was it called? I don't want to remember it. Okay. Yeah, that was the only one that was really bad. Let's see, Gems of War is from... What's the name of this publisher? 505 Games Mobile. Right. They're so proud of it, they don't list it on their official website, <laughs> which I don't really understand whatsoever. Do they list any mobile games? On no, the they site? don't. Just saying. So I don't know what's up with that. And Infinity Plus 2 is also listed here. Okay. I don't really understand. Oh, which is Infinite Interactive. What? These guys need to pick a name. What is going on? It might have changed or it might be two different companies. Uh, they're in Australia now. Oh, yeah, these are the ones. Yeah. We have set up office in Melbourne, Australia, and are hard to work in a new game, which will be heavily inspired by our previous hit game, Puzzle Quest, which, of course, probably turned out being... Um, well, they made Marvel Puzzle Quest. <laughs> right. <laughs> which is different than Puzzle Quest. Which is, li- which is a licensed Puzzle Quest game. There's a bunch of these licensed Puzzle Quest games because there's Adventure Time Puzzle Quest and like My Little Pony Puzzle Quest and basically everything Cartoon Network Puzzle Quest. Yeah. And they're all made by different people because you can just license out Puzzle Quest. So these people who made actual Puzzle Quest also made Puzzle Kingdoms. Kingdoms, and I love that game. Puzzle Kingdoms? Yes, so basically you have a square grid, Uh and to move stuff, you don't switch to tiles. You either slide a column or slide a row. Okay. And they also made Puzzle Chronicles. Which is that awful Konami one, I think. Is it? Yeah, that's the push-pull one. With... I don't know. Yeah, there's a line on the yeah, bottom half of the screen. but they made it, Anna. Oh, that's <laughs> awful. They made it. <laughs> I really just want to blame Konami for that one. 
so now I'm looking through here. Yeah, and they also made Gems of War. Um, I don't know what's going on. Because... Uh, this is so confusing. You know, you, you're telling me about the history here of the Puzzle Quest devs, and it's very confusing. Because if I go to Infinite Interactive... They've made, is, like, all of them. They've made Warlords 4, Warlords Battlecry, Puzzle Quest... Puzzle Adventure, Neopets Puzzle Adventure. Oh, that was the PSP game that I tried to review for the site. It was awful. Puzzle Quest Galactrix, Puzzle Kingdoms, which you like. Right. Puzzle Chronicles, which this you hate. Puzzle, Puzzle Quest 2, 2 which, which nobody bad. liked really, though. I liked it. And then it. Gems of War. It was just really slow. And I think the reason that they have all these on their page, and I could be wrong about this, mm-hmm. is... Some members of the team worked on those. I don't know if they worked on them together as a studio. And then, not listed on their games page, but listed on their homepage is Marvel Puzzle Quest, <laughs> which I know people like. They think it's really good. Yeah. Um, it's you know it's free to play, but you know people enjoy it. Um, I don't know why you're not into it. Um, because I'm not that invested in the Marvel universe, and I played it for a little Says bit. Says the I... lady obsessed with Mar- you know. Heroes of Shields, um, the the, okay. the the Netflix series. The paywall uh, comes really early. Okay. Fine. Ugh. Oh. But I do want to play more Gems of War, so we'll have to. All right. So tell people about Gems of War now. Um, it's a match three puzzle quest game. Where the story is doled out between battles in very small portions. Um, it's available on iOS and Android. And PS4. And PC. And Xbox One, I think. Okay. And so it's like the original Puzzle Quest. You have a bunch of different colors on the board and you match them to get that color but the way that it changes from the original one is the original one, you as the hero had a pool of magic and specific spells and you needed to fill your bars enough to cast them. This one, you have you have a spell that is associated with you and then you have minions and equipment that you can also bring and they take up slots. Mm-hmm. And each minion has a color or colors associated with them. So this game came out originally on PC November 20th, 2014. So we're getting into it late. Because yes. uh, there was a PlayStation Plus gem pack that um, was like free stuff. It was like, try this out. You yeah, free... but it got super exploited. No, there was a bug. Yeah. And so people you... were able to redeem it over and over. So they pulled right. it from the store right. or something like that. And uh, so we didn't get that pack. But you enjoyed playing the game. Yes. I'm, what I like is that the gems in this one are, out of all the, the subsequent follow-ups to Puzzle Quest, the gems in this one look the most like the original Puzzle Quest. Yes. That's, yeah. It is definitely more like the original Puzzle Quest than basically any other Puzzle Quest that I have played. But this one is free to play, just so you are aware. Yes. And, and we, so, don't, we don't know how hard the wall is when you get to it, and if there is one, or if you well, can just play through we it Well, we did a little bit of reading, and you said, so here's the thing, is there's no energy system. Right, so you can so just you keep playing. you can infinitely playing. grind yeah. if you so chose, or you can pay and grind less. Right. And so... That's a good sign, though. That yeah, you, that, that is. If you're enjoying playing the game, that you get to just keep playing it. Yes. Unless it gets real repetitive in the grinding. And well, not I mean, fun. it's Puzzle Quest. Yeah. There is a, a, a 
kind of defined amount of repetition in there. Um, the one thing that I am concerned about, and it was my biggest complaint about Puzzle Quest and Galactrix and Puzzle Quest 2, is the AI cheat. Oh. They know what pieces are above the visible board. Mm -hmm. And so they make moves that seem irresponsible, mm. but end up becoming huge combo chains. So that's my only point of concern. And I don't know how bad it's going to get, but we shall see. So yeah. I wonder if this game can be played offline or not. I imagine not. I'd assume not. Yeah. That's too bad. So, yeah. That I'd means like... I can't cheat in it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So you, all right, Gems of War, thumbs up for mana for now. Yep. Uh, we continue to play Star Trek Timelines. Yes. And there's so an there's event. there's an event going on. And the first day of the event was really bad. They had severe server lag. And I don't know if that's because everybody was jumping onto the event or if they got DDoSed. So, yeah, the first, like, basically 12 hours of the event was almost unplayable. But they got their they got it together really fast. I do admire how like even in that twelve hour period, things did slowly get better. So they did react to the fact that the game was running very slowly, very quickly. So I did appreciate that. So I now have a one seven oh one Cisco and a one seven oh one Dax, and. Uh, <laughs> The event is slightly bugged because it's supposed to only give you bonuses if you use Jadzia Dax in missions, but it gives you bonuses if you use Ezri Dax as well. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. So, I also appreciate that unlike the last event, if it starts to give you harder missions and you continually fail them, it will sort of reset and start to give you easier missions again. So I do like that. Okay. So, yeah. That's what I've been playing. And you've been playing it too. Although you haven't been playing it anywhere near as much as me. Sorry. And then I have been playing lots and lots of Bravely Second. You have been playing so much Bravely Second. Basically, any time that I am not working or exercising or cooking, I am playing Bravely Second. <laughs> or playing Star Trek Timelines. Well, I usually play Star Trek Timelines when I'm between work periods that, I'm not, uh, that I know I'm not going to have a long period of time to play Bravely Second in. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, yeah. He's good. I'm... Hang on. Let me... Am I in the middle of a battle? I'm in the middle of a battle. You poor thing. That's okay. Tiz is gonna. Tiz is a charioteer, which means he has an axe in his left hand and a dagger in his right hand and a spear on his head. Okay. So he triple attacks. That's a lot of weapons. Yep. To have at once. You can equip another weapon later on. What? Yeah, because you can get quad equipped from a different job. Where does that one go? In the body slot? Yeah, I think so. How 
what part of his body wields that weapon? All right. So all my characters are level 37. And at the moment, I am Red Mage, Catmancer, Swordmaster, and Chariot. Swordmaster! Catmancer! 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 All the cats. All the time. Yeah. Why do you have anything oh, other Alex, than cats? Can you update your um, friend thing at some point? Oh, okay. No rush. I found other people doing, like, the daily um, five, five random update, and that's been helpful. Mm. But yours is better than anybody else's. Yes, that's because mine's endgame and I use Yes. I use SP points. Ooh. Well then. So it, which basically means it breaks the nine 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 limit. Yes. If you use an SP point. So I have a few people that um have broken the nine 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 limit on my I need to protect you. Confirm. So and what what is going on here? I have no idea what right. you guys are talking about. So um, there's a, a village restoration, like the first game. Okay. So you're restoring the moon. And, yeah. um, once, uh, once you pass a certain point in the story, there are enemies that come and attack the moon, much like there were enemies that came and attacked your village. Mm -hmm. The cool thing is, is now everybody has a little ship. And the ships help attack the big bad guys that come. And everybody's ship is a different color. And if your ship color matches the color of the bad guy, you do bonus damage to them. Basically, they pick away at the enemies until they get to a level that you feel you can handle them. And then you can attack and kill them. Okay. So it's a neat little system because you can customize how... <coughs> challenging the enemies are and so i make mine super easy because i'm a wuss yeah i just kept getting down to one and then yep, one i wait them. until they're level one and then i do like just one uh you know brave attack all and then call it done <laughs> have you been busting some balls Anna? i have been busting balls that's what okay. comes and attacks the moon okay i am an official ball buster okay Good. That's that's great to know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I am doing all... So, here's the way that unlocking jobs works in this. And we've sort of talked about it before, but you get all of the new jobs as part of the mainline story. Mm-hmm. And then all of the jobs that come from the previous game, um, you do side quests for them. Mm -hmm. And you have to choose one side or the other. And so, for example, one of the choices that I had was ranger or black mage. And so eventually I will be able to travel in time or some sort of bravely default nonsense. Um, and I can go back and choose the other side if I desire and get the other class. So you're not locked out of it. Okay. You're only locked out of it for a, the period of time between when you um, first get it and then when you're able to reset time or whatever you end up doing. All right. So, yeah. It's been interesting, though, because when you get into these conflicts, neither side is quote-unquote right. 
they each have their own very strong motivations for doing what they do. And so sometimes it's hard to choose between them. Sometimes it's really easy to choose between them because you just beat up the person that you think is a jerk. So yeah, I've been having a lot of fun. Okay. And I don't want to say too much more because I don't want to I have a question for you, Anna. I have a question for you. Why aren't all your characters high-level catmancers? Um, Because I really only need one in a party at a time. No, I think you need all the cats all the time. Mm, no. No? You're a liar. Okay. Fine. <sighs> Bravely second, which Alex already finished. Yes, because he yeah. reviewed it. Yeah. No, and you got it like 8,000 months earlier. Yes, because in, uh, because PAL territories got it earlier. PAL territories. I don't think PAL is in part of the equation with the 3DS, Anna. Well, why not? Because PAL is a TV standard, and this is a the same device as we have. Yeah, but it's an easy way to say Europe, part of the Middle East, um, Australia, and New Zealand. EMEA? No. Oh. EDEA? EMEA is Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. Oh, okay. And that's a cell phone standard. You're a... Well... I played Ratchet and Clank. Okay, how was it? It was really good. I didn't finish it yet, but it's really good. I enjoy it, and it's got really funny scenes. It's kind of like playing a movie. Isn't it? Well, because it is. Right. (laughs) It's the the game about the movie about the game, remember? About the movie? (laughs) Which they even make fun of at the very beginning, um, more or less. Oh, yeah. I don't (laughs) like those kind of movies. It's all CG. (laughs) If, If you're into CG, yeah. Um, I hear the movie isn't good, but the game seems to be good so far. A little little, uh, abrupt scene changes from time to time that seem like, huh, you really are just adapting the the footage to to your game to kind of splice in between levels, but whatever. So um, it's Ratchet and Clank gameplay, so... Get level or get weapons, level them up, um, destroy everything around you. Enjoy the unique weapons and fancy, fancy ass graphics. It looks beautiful. Um, then between levels are these little cutscenes, um, most of which seem to be stolen right from the movie. And uh, you know, voice acting's good. Comedy writing seems to be pretty good. Um, like I said, a little bit of awkward jumps in time. Like, um, well, that that I don't know why you decided to just skip to this next scene, but uh, all right, I assume you're following the movie and decided that this is the next thing that was relevant. <laughs> um, but other than that, so far, you know, it's really solid. And it was only 40 bucks, and it was on PS4, and it looks amazing. Uh, so I'm going to play that some more. Um, outside of that, I tried a couple other games this week. I did not play any Dark Souls 3 because I'm a wuss, and I just I didn't have it in me to get started. Because I know how much I'm going to have to die. (laughs) Um, But I did try Gothic Fleet Armada last night. But I didn't put a lot of time into it. That is a real-time strategy set in a Warhammer 40,000 universe. Which is... um, (laughs) It is... How do I describe this universe? So, basically everything in in the Warhammer 40,000 universe for the humans is they... The, the spaceships are basically giant floating cities uh, done in Gothic cathedral style. So you have all this Gothic architecture and these giant space 
hulky giant ships and then you have uh wars with each other and um everything in it, you know, this is all based off tabletop systems where you have these giant fleets of battles where the more money you spend on figures the better off you are of course um <laughs> in your tabletop game sessions unless you know you're just actually good at the game which helps too um you you take the in in the game, you know, they've adapted it, so it's it's kind of like a real-time strategy. Select units, um, assign them to hotkey groups, and, and start sending them off. You go off this side of the map and attack these guys. You go over here, um, target down these sorts of engines on the... Target down the engines on this ship, target down the shields on this ship. All that sort of space combat slash StarCraft-y type uh, real-time strategy stuff going on. Um, what is interesting no not interesting what i have to say is that i'm terrible at this game i put it on easy and i have not won a mission yet other than the tutorial missions so that's not great for me um so i don't know what i'm doing in it yet and i'm a little early on it but i just like the setting so much that it's really cool to, to kind of spend some time in and you know you talk into the they have the talking heads going on during missions and you have your techno mage come up and or your is it techno priest come up and tell you stuff because magic and technology are kind of one and the same in this universe sort of um and you're fighting against the spread of chaos uh with giant spaceships because that because that's just awesome in the way that warhammer is so cool setting i don't know if, how well the game's holding up yet at least not for me um i i'm not the target audience because i just i'm not this is kind of a hardcore rts slash tabletop adaptation and it is not aimed at me so i need somebody who kind of knows how to play this stuff better to really tell me if the game's good <laughs> from that perspective um for me the setting's awesome but i need to see if i can actually play this thing uh and then finally i played some enter the gungeon which is more keyboard along, smashing more oh really yep uh, well it's more along the lines of uh oh i was playing with the controller anna oh <laughs> What were you smashing the keyboard for? Uh, not an enter the gungeon. Okay. Uh, I was smashing the trigger button because oh, you have that to might shoot. Have been it. You have to. You have to. You have to shoot. Um, yeah. So enter the gungeon is a roguelike um, where you enter a gungeon. Uh, a gungeon. You enter a dungeon that was destroyed by a giant bullet, and now at the bottom of the dungeon is rumored to be a gun that can destroy the past, and so all your characters have some terrible history that they want to get rid of, and so they venture into the gungeon looking for this weapon. Um, I have only played a couple hours. It is great art style. Music's all right. The um, the gunplay and the controls. Uh, so this is a roguelike. So, you know, you die. You have to start over from the beginning. But there's progress. It's kind of like uh, it's gated like a Binding of Isaac, where as you discover things in... Um, as you either have random chances... Uh, to discover things or you beat bosses you actually get currency which is not like biting of isaac but in after the your session's over you can go and unlock things that will then show up in the dungeon and that's more like binding of isaac and so eventually as you unlock more and more stuff you can come up with more and more interesting builds based on what drops for you that time and just like binding of isaac you don't really know what your build's going to be until you start playing and seeing what the game gives you um and then maybe you come up with something interesting and fun and you can get further and further into the game and the dungeon and uh and or, excuse me the gungeon uh enemies are pretty good a lot of the enemies uh, you know since it's about shooting things and not about hack and slash um 
it's all about projectiles and dodging the projectiles. So in this game, you have a dodge roll, and uh, there will be waves of bullets coming at you that you will need to dodge roll over them. Um, you have invincibility frames during the first part of your dodge roll, and so you have to time it and, and jump over them or dodge them in certain bullet hell patterns. Um, so as a fan of uh, shmups, this, uh, this appeals to me, except I just feel like the controls are having you do one thing too many to really... Um, get you into that zone that getting uh, playing a shmup has you in where you're just kind of dodging and holding on the fire button and it's kind of about doing a, a nice dance where you're still hitting the enemy but not getting shot here and enter the gungeon you have the situation where you have to move your character around you have to dodge the bullets that are coming after you you have to time a the dodge roll as well because you might need to just move move around to dodge or certain bullet waves you need to do the dodge roll to dodge and that's fine and then they have one other aspect uh, instead of just being like the sort of game where so since you have since you have to move your character around and choose which direction to shoot in it's not you know everything's not coming at you from the top of the screen like in a shmup um, it would very well lend itself to dual stick controls so that you could use the right stick to aim. That's not how this game works. This game has um, a situation where you have a limited ammo in a clip, and actually some of the guns just straight up have limited ammo. So now you're moving the character around, you are trying to dodge the bullets while moving around, and use your active dodge roll while moving around, um, and you need to press a trigger button to fire. Um, and so if you want to shoot a lot, you have to press that trigger button a lot. So now you're focusing on that as well. And then after every so many shots, you, um, you will automatically start reloading. Or you can manually hit a button to reload sooner so that you're ready or so that you can like reload while you're behind cover or something. Um, and I find that that level of just having to do the, the triggers to do all the, all the firing and not have it be a constant stream of bullets is making it just just a bit too involved for me to be able to zone out and and really get into this game and so I, it's kind of hurting my enjoyment of what this game could be for me so i'm gonna have to spend some more time with it and see if some of that is dealt with with later unlocks or later items or something like that um, because there's a chance that all that could change um, with more advanced play styles that kind of open up as you go in through the game. Uh, and certainly the rest of the game has a sweet aesthetic and sweet um, kind of you know, just basic idea of what you're, what you're doing here that it, it seems worth some more play to see if, uh, if it's redeemed a bit more for me. Um, anyway, that may uh, not be an issue for you at all. I definitely suggest checking it out. It's a cool little indie thing right now, and lots of people are talking about it. So I'm sure I'm not the only one. And because uh, I, I know because that's how I found out about it. <laughs> so go check it out. See if you want to enter the gungeon yourself. Um, I'm just trying to think other stuff about the controls to worry about. Eh, no, there's shops to buy things as you go through. Um, so that whole thing where you have to get money throughout your run and choose how to spend it, all that's in there. So very much roguelike in the vein of, uh, of a Binding of Isaac and stuff. And uh, yeah check it out and i think that's it for what we've been playing right yep unless alex has something else did he forget something um, i don't think so no unless you, want go, unless you want me to go into detail about sports games but i don't think anyone oh, wants no, that no 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 <laughs> no all right let's cover some news first up first first up uh what's going on in japan uh let's see we have dragon ball fusions was announced 
the latest RPG from the Dragon Ball franchise. <laughs> uh, Bandai Namco, of course, being the one, are the ones who are doing this because you know they do all the anime, uh, not all of it, but anything big they seem to. It's going to be the first collection and training type RPG. So this is like Puzzle and Dragons, then. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. It's called Fusions, and they like to fuse things in Dragon Ball, so that makes a lot of sense. So I assume this will be... Oh, no, it's on 3DS. So a collecting fusion game on 3DS, how's that going to work? Um, does that mean it's free to play? Does that mean it's not free to play? Mm. All right, well, whatever. Anna, you into this? Um, No, because they okay. announced a new Puzzle and Dragon for 3DS. Puzzle and Dragon X was announced. That's all we really know at this point. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) It was announced through Koro Koro Comics' YouTube channel, which I guess is a thing in Japan, uh, made by Gung Ho Online Entertainment, the people who made Puzzle and Dragon Z, and of course the Puzzle and Dragons, which are still going strong on mobile. Uh, It's due out in Japan July 28th. Uh, Two different versions. So they're going like red-blue sort of thing. Um, and it's going to have more RPG elements, apparently, including dungeons and random encounters. No news of a Western release. So, But, I mean, like I said on the forums, unless Puzzle and Dragon X and the Mario game sold really badly, I'm kind of expecting like to hear something about this at E3. Mm. Or at least I'm hoping to. Something else people have been hoping for is, of course, more info on Nier Automata, the next game in the Nier franchise. Uh, They did have a reveal during a concert and talk live event in Tokyo. Uh, They showed off um, some demo, uh, like some demonstration videos, some screenshots, and some artwork. You can go check those out on the site now and see what some of the characters in the game look like. And that's all we really know. Um, still, it's uh, being developed by Platinum, and it's set for release in PlayStation 4 in 2016. So, near. <sighs> All right. In the meantime, we got a release date for Ray Gigant, as I guess we alluded to earlier. May 3rd, it'll be out in North America and Europe. And then you can play the game that Alex is currently playing. Are you done? Are you going to review it? or? I'm going to review it, but I'm not done yet. Okay. Uh, I'm somewhere in the second section, of which there's at least three. Okay. Also announced, um, well, not announced, also showing up, and this is weird, uh, it's from the Southeast Asian publishing arm of Bandai Namco. They put out an English subtitled trailer for that new Super Robot Wars original generation title, Super Robot Wars OG The Moon Dwellers. Um, So you can see the the subtitled... (laughs) Um, English game uh, how they're doing it so they'll have the the large Japanese characters and then under that in smaller characters they have uh, the English text Um, I'm not sure that's how they're actually doing it because it says it's just for illustration purposes only in the video so they might take out the Japanese text entirely maybe I don't know All right, that would be nice Um, let's see does the English text seem readable to you Let's see. It was, but it's unlikely to be the greatest localization. Well, right, and that that was my concern. Um, ha, Roger, saucer, it's my turn. Brace yourself. I'll wipe the floor with you. Roger that. Draft drillcraft missiles. Well, that's an attack name. Who cares? All gun ports open. I'm not done yet. I'll let you taste the sharpness of my blade. So far, 
nothing egregiously offensive as far as the, of these translations. So for those who are hoping to import this and uh, play a console um, Super Robot Wars game, uh, it's looking good. Um, I'm, did I order this? I, I may have pre-ordered it. Did I pre-order this? I don't know what I did. Hold on. Play Asia. I ordered some stuff to come in. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out. Because I'm excited. Because I'm hoping it's here <laughs> by the time that Alice is back. And then I can try this stuff. And she can tell me. How terrible you are at it? Yeah. Oh, no. I didn't order this one yet. Because it's not available for order yet. I did order Gundam Breaker 3. Which is a pre-order. It's a PS4 game? Yeah. PS4 With... is our region 3? Yep. Oh, good to know. Right, it's based on the game. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, yeah. It's based on the game. Yes. Which most games not locking things down. And then also Puyo Puyo Tetris, which I kind of expected the ship already, but it's still not shipping. So I don't know what's up with that. They might be waiting to bundle them together, which kind of sucks, but oh well. So that'll ship this week. Yeah. So there, there's uh, the, that's Gundam Super Robot Wars Original Generation. No Gundam involved because it's an original game. So, all right. So let's see what else we got. We got a third game from Supergiant Games. Supergiant Games, you may remember, they made Bastion and Transistor. They've now announced Pyre. Hopefully Transistor comes out soon. Hopefully, yeah. It still says coming soon on their website. So <laughs> P-Y-R-E, Pyre. Um, like a funeral pyre. So this is a weird one. It's it's a role-playing game, supposedly, though I'm a little confused by how it works because um, it's it's a game where your character has been banished to the waste um, and turns out you can read, which is good because they need you to read something about how to get out of the wastes and you find out that the way it works is you have to win the rights, which is a secret competition that uh, the winners get to return from exile um, with their past transgressions forgiven. And the competition is kind of like, I don't know, it's you're like in a little arena and you got to like, you have a ball and you have to score on your opponents. And it's like, wait, is this more of a sports game or is it an RPG? I don't know. I don't really understand what's going on here. TV, TV, sports, sports. I, it's like, if you, if you wanted to, <laughs> to, what if Final Fantasy X had the main um, crux of its battles being based on Blitzball? <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> it looks like things probably move faster than Blitzball. <laughs> but I, I don't know. So, uh, Trailer looks good. The art style is amazing. The animation is super high quality. Uh, nobody should be surprised given the pedigree of this, this company. But uh, go check it out and see if you are into the pyre. And they're showing it off at PAX this weekend, so probably more footage than you can shake a stick at. Uh, it's not out till like, next year, though, right? So, sometime in 2017. You have a while to wait. Um, you will not have to wait as long now for Technomancer, because it has a date. It's coming out June 21st, 2016. Technomancer Yay. is the game from Spiders. Um, the Mor Mars, Warlog Lara Mars Warlogs people. And uh, yeah, PC, PS4, Xbox One, check it out. In uh, that's North America and Europe is that tw June twenty first date. So you'll be able to check it out soon. End of June is getting busy. Uh, is it? Yeah. What else? Yeah, you got Star Ocean, mm. SMT, Crossfire Emblem, mm. and there was one other which I've currently forgotten. 
Well, in and um, the places of looking. Atelier Sophie is June, um, like seventh and tenth or ninth and twelfth. Yeah, that's the seventh. Yeah, uh, Grand Kingdom is the other one that's twenty-first. So yeah, the end of June is going to be busy. Well, speaking of Grand Kingdom, the beta for it starts on May third and ends on May tenth. Uh, I is... think the registration period's already ended, though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. In our store, it says they're accepting. They're accepting. Let's see. Let's put in my birthday. Please wait a moment. Close beta. Sign up. Oh, uh, okay. My bad. I thought it was. Closed. I don't want to play it though. So you you try it. You sign up. Mm. You can you you the listener I'm... can go sign up. Okay. Yeah. Or you could try it, Anna. Nah, I'm not that interested. Isn't it uh, for you? Isn't it a tactical game? No. Mm. No. Okay. Yeah, it's tactical. Anna, mm-hmm. you should be playing it. I'll play it when it comes out. Okay, fine. Comes out June 21st um, in North America, June 17th in Europe. The beta, oh, by the way, the beta is on PlayStation 4, so that's relevant as well. If you don't have one of those, signing up might not make sense. Uh, let's see. Uh, so, Mr. Tired Media featuring ex-staffers for Nipa and Ichi Software, tried to do a Kickstarter for a visual novel game called Undead Darlings No Cure for novel. Love. It's a visual novel RPG. It's a visual novel, novel slash dungeon crawler. Yes. Not unlike Persona? <laughs> yeah, actually. Um, they have decided to go ahead with developing the game and put it up on Steam Greenlight. And it's been greenlit. It's been greenlit, but that doesn't mean much other than, yeah, if this ever comes out, it'll be on Steam. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, game's about a f- cast of six girls who attend school, roam the local mall, and just generally do all the things normal zombie girls might do. Yes, apparently they're zombie girls. I don't really understand that. Um, so, they have some videos up on the Steam Workshop site. We put them up on our site as well. And that's all we know. No release date, no anything. But uh, apparently they're going to keep doing it. I don't know where they got the money from. So, um, whatever. Good sign. Um, moving on... Let's see. Ah, right. Atlas told us how we can give them money. Well, I guess, did Atlas tell us this or Nintendo tell us this? I'm I not really sure. I think it was Nintendo. Okay. So there are going to be special editions of the Wii U RPG Tokyo Mirage Sessions Pound Fire Emblem. <sighs> sharp. Fire Emblem Sharp. I don't know what it's going to be. So first of all, did we learn something about the localization of this game this week, Anna? Yeah, it's being done by Atlas. Ooh. So we don't have to worry about the treehouse um, <laughs> taking out anything that, of course, <laughs> is a ridiculous situation to begin with. But, Anyways, yeah. carry on. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, done by Atlas. Thank you for knocking that over, Simon. Um, it, they got a special edition. It's called the Fortissimo Edition, um, which means loud. <laughs> Very loud. That's the double F. Uh, let's see. They they also have... Uh, oh, sorry. It's Fortissimo in Europe. In uh, North America, uh, let's see. He knocked over your bottle so yeah. that he could lick it. Yeah. No, he was licking it and then knocked it over. Oh, okay. And then continued licking it. I don't know what's on the outside of that bottle, but he really likes licking that bottle. I got to clean it off or something. Uh, what's it called in North America? The special edition. Really? <laughs> yep. We can't handle... Yeah. The f- I am, I am ashamed to live in this country. Sometimes this is one of those days 
where you, where you have like I mean, look at the artwork of these two things. You have the Fortissimo edition and 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 stuff, and the, the European artwork. And then over in North America, you could just see that some low low paid intern who didn't have his access to as good a graphic design stuff had to come up with this special edition typeface and just paste it in there in Photoshop and be like, "Yeah, you guys can't handle the name Fortissimo because nobody's gonna know what that means because there's no such thing as Italian in in the U.S. So we're just gonna go ahead and and call it special." edition because americans are dumb (sighs) anyway whether you're a dumb american or an intelligent european user come june 24th you can get the special edition you probably have to pre-order it but uh if you if you pick one up you'll get a copy of the game a five by eight color art book a six song sampler cd and six song cards and a sticker sheet um, it is only available through GameStop and Amazon, the special edition. It'll retail for seventy nine ninety nine in North America. No prices in Europe, I guess. They're trying to figure out how much they can charge since, you know, I don't know, fortissimo. Double the price. I also like the packaging in, uh, in Europe. Um, has It's got the sort of tag packaging so you can, like, throw it on a hook, which I don't... Is 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 it really going to be sold on a hook in stores? Do you think? I don't think so. That doesn't well, really make sense. It's the exact same box that they've used for Pandora's Tower and Zines by Chronicles X Special Editions. Were those on hooks in stores? No. Uh, Weren't they all pre-order only sort of things? All right. Well, whatever. That's what it looks like there. Here, it's uh, we've got the really wide box um, for North America, um, which makes the artwork. The artwork looks really cool on that because they've got this nice wide artwork piece thing going on there. So that's the advantage there. So, uh, seventy nine ninety nine pre order now. Did we pre order that for you, Anna? No. Oh right, yeah. We looked at this collector's and I don't want it. Nope. And you don't Do want I. it. All right. Simon, stop attacking the USB cord. <sighs> All right, Stranger of Sword City. Has a. We talked about this. Yeah. Oh, it's coming out to Steam too. Oh. What we didn't talk about. Yeah, we talked about the Vita version. It's already on Xbox One. It's coming to Steam now as well in June. And that's all we know. So, a little quick update there. Uh, Fairy Fencer F got a release date. Um, are you waiting for this one now, Anna? Um... The PlayStation 4 enhanced port of Fairy Fencer F called Fairy Fencer F Advent Dark Force. Now, we have Fairy Fencer F sitting out in our living room right now. I know. That's why I'm kind of going, um... If you wait until July, July 26th, you can play Fairy Fencer F Advent Dark Force on your PlayStation 4 video game entertainment system. All right, well. uh, uh, Enhancements include... Or I guess the big enhancement is that you'll have three different story routes in the new one. And battles now feature up to six members in, as opposed to four, and there are new difficulty settings and characters. Hmm. Hmm. Hmm, indeed. I have to uh, think about that. Here's what else is confusing. Fairy Fencer F was originally released for PS3 in 2014 by NS America. It was ported to Steam um, in 2015 by Idea Factory International. So my question to you is, did they change the localization in that or not? I don't really My know. instinctual sure answer is yes, because it's Idea Factory International, but I'm not sure. Okay. I mean, that was around the time that Idea Factory was coming into being. Maybe the people who did it came. I don't know. 
What do you think, Alex? I think it's probably the same. Yeah, as you said, it was around the time when Idea Factory was starting to publish stuff itself. Right. So Probably the same people put out both games. <laughs> oh, it's so confusing. All these people leaving one company and going to other ones. All right. We mentioned Bandai Namco is the place to go for uh, anime. And, uh, well, they made three announcements that have nothing to do with anime. So, here you go first off god eater resurrection god eater 2 rage burst yes so god eater Red- god eater resurrection is the it's coming to north america on june 28th it's a download only title for ps4 and vita and the pc release is coming august 30th in europe it's going to be out digitally for ps4 vita and pc on the same day august 30th hmm. god eater 2 the sequel um will be released for playstation 4 physically and digitally playstation v- vita digitally only in north america because screw you Maxstorm, and physically and digitally in europe <laughs> and pc via steam all on august 30th so a lot of god eater coming out on august 30th is is the is the short version i guess <laughs> Uh, for the sequel, a uh, North American Day One physical edition will be available. It'll have an, a download code for the game. Download code for the first game. The down- Oh, okay, just for the first game. Okay. All right. So if, uh, this is weird. Okay. So the Day One physical edition for God Eater 2 comes with the download code for the remake of the first game. <laughs> Whereas yes. all European copies, day one or not, come with that code for the remake of the first game. So that's what I messed up. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I played a little bit of God Eater. It wasn't enough to keep me interested. The I've played the God Eater characters in Project Cross Zone. Does that count? Not really. No. Kind of a very different game. Okay. This is one of the games that both me and we was like... Oh, oh wow. they're Monster Hunter clones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> See, and I'm kind of more interested in the new Monster Hunter X, so that's what I want. Yeah. That's what I'm waiting for. But, These have awesome music, though. Oh yeah, because mm. it's Koshina. I should play more of the music then. Sword. Oh wait, I w- I was wrong. Here's some anime. Sword Art Online Hollow Realization anime! is coming. Bandai Namco is announcing the game is slated for a fall 2016 release in both North America and Europe. And uh, they put out some screenshots. So there you go. New Sword Art Online game. I would like to point out that in the notes, he says Tales of Bursitis update. Yep. Time for your, your, your Tales of Bursitis update, which has nothing to do with anime, but you'd be surprised because the game plays just like an anime. Um, Wait, there are no tales of animes? Oh, there probably are. I'm sure there are. But, There's yeah, an Atelier te- Eschatology anime. Yeah. T- tales of the Abyss has a 26-episode anime. Tales of Vesperia has a prequel movie. Tales of Symphonia has, I think, four movies. I mean, the games are basically produced just like an anime. And they it feels are. like you're playing cool. through it. Yeah, it is cool. Also, also Goddy like has an anime play. as well. Huh? What? Goddy yeah. has an anime as well. So. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm going to watch the God Eater anime. Maybe that'll get me through the story then. Um, yeah, I wonder if they, do you think they kept the music? Um, I don't know. I hope so. 
Okay. Uh, originally planned for release later this year in North America, the it latest Tales game has been right? yeah, it's been pushed to 2017 for so PS4 and PC. So that means that chances are we're not going to see it at E3, and if we do, it'll be completely Japanese. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a bummer. And as usual, whenever they release something about Tales, they have 14 sub-topics about, like, here's some new characters we introduce, here's a new ability you'll be able to use in the super complicated combat system. Uh, though I don't know if this one will be as complicated as the last one. I assume it will. Uh, and here's, you know, some skits stuff. Because, you know, those Tales fans, they love their skits. <laughs> there's, a, there's a screenshot for you. I have no idea what's going on. But, uh, we we need we need like a caption this contest on the forums or something. Go for it, <laughs> go for it. Just post that up there. Uh, Say please caption this and I'll put it on Facebook. I'll send you a, I don't know a Pez dispenser. Um, let's see. The Huntsman game. What is this? The Huntsman Winter's Curse arrives on pc and mac hey it's a mac game oh alex just added this okay i'm like how did this get on the outline because <laughs> it went up today all right so the huntsman winter's curse it's now available as anna said on pc mac it is a five episode game or at least that's how it's broken up the first three episodes are available now the final two set for release in may the first one can be downloaded free of charge so you can try Ooh. the first one for free um, the each subsequent episode is five bucks each or 18 bucks for all of them uh, That's not a big savings. Yeah. 20 versus 18? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, are you going to try it out, Chris? I have no idea what it is. So well, let's see here. You should look at the screenshots. It's based on Universal's Pictures fairy tale inspired Huntsman movies. Oh, the movies. Okay, and this was developed by studio Desert Owl Games, which I've never heard of. Have you, Alex? Nope. Okay. Okay. Just making sure that we weren't being ignored or something. Yeah, I don't know. So it's out on PC Mac now, PS4 later in 2016. Uh, if the story's good, that could be interesting. It's got a nice art style. Uh-huh. So I want to talk about this next news. All right, what's the next news? All right, so the Persona 5 Japanese website, so persona5.jp, all of a sudden put up a countdown. And the countdown ends on May 5th. Otherwise, Persona 5, 0505. And so people are, of course, freaking out. And the sort of general assumption seems to be that we're going to get a Japanese release date announcement at that point. However, um, at some point in the last 24 hours, someone hacked the site and put up a fake release date on it. <laughs> Whoopsie. Wait, so what did they say it was coming out? Did you catch it, Alex? By the time I got uh, it this I morning, think it was, it was gone. It was either 8th July or 7th of August. Oh, wow. It was. But it looked suspicious to me outside just because it had the platforms listed as PS4 and PC. What? <laughs> well, I, why not, right? I can't. I don't see this coming to PC. Hmm. I don't. I mean, does Atlas have any PC games? I know Sega does. I mean, if if Catherine had come out on PC, I would say there's a chance, but it looks like it hasn't, so... Okay. So, that was kind of fun. So, um, we won't... So, in two weeks, 
So not next podcast, but the podcast after that, mm-hmm. we're going to know. We're going to know sure, a lot more about Persona 5. I'm yeah. sure it's going to be at E3 this year. Or we'll know nothing more about Persona 5, and it will just be a, you know, a reveal of you know, Elizabeth from the Velvet Room is showing you around the battle system. Yeah. <laughs> I can promise there'll be, ten, there'll be 10 new Personas. You think so? Yeah. yeah. 5 plus 5? 5 plus 5. Yeah. Ooh, good. Oh, theory. you know, you know what? Oh, are you are you making fun of that Pokemon announcement? Yes, I was. Okay, that's a, <laughs> where they said there'll be at least ten new, new Pokemon, Pokemon. Yeah. so there'll be at least ten new personas. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then the last bit of news we have for today is I am Setsuna has a release date. You're Setsuna. I thought you were Anna Marie. Well, the game is I am Setsuna. Okay. So when is that coming out? Um, July 19th? Yes. As I break this. Sweet. All right. July 19th, 2016. It comes out. There's a trailer. That's PS4 um, and PC. And PC. Uh, North America and Europe. And, July 19th. But not Vita, which yeah. makes Max sad. Is it even coming out on Vita? In Japan. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's out in Japan on Vita. <laughs> so, Oops. yeah. No briefs this week. Sorry. Well, then here's a brief for you. Okay. Cracker Jacks announced it's replacing its toys with codes for mobile games. Hmm. What kind of codes? Um, codes for baseball experiences. Oh. Sorry. Baseball-inspired mobile digital experiences. See, I was hoping to get gems for Clash Royale or something. <laughs> See, that would be really cool. I think that would be way better than whatever they're doing. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. We have feedback. In one out of every 10 Cracker Jack box has a free 10 pull in Final Fantasy Record Keeper. See, that would be worth it. Yeah. And people would be buying a lot of Cracker Jacks. (laughs) All right. Take us through our feedback, Anna. All right. So you didn't say who... This is Victor. Victor. All right, so Victor writes in and says, I think the reason why people in Japan are so enthusiastic about the 7-Eleven Final Fantasy XIV promotion is the white fat chocobo mount. So we talked about this last week, where basically there's a cup that you can get from 7-Eleven. It's a bottled soda. Yeah, and it it has a code for a variety of Final Fantasy XIV promotional items, including a white fat chocobo. And it's basically sold out everywhere, and people are going crazy over it. Yeah, the white fat chocobo would do it. So here are some insane things that World of Warcraft players, including me, Victor says, will do for a mount. One, pay $25 on the in-game shop. That is crazy. Number two, pay almost 1 million gold on the black market auction house. This is a significant amount of in-game currency. It could be potentially used to buy a year of in-game time. Number three, sit in the middle of nowhere waiting for a mob to spawn, Hope none of the other mount farmers snag it first. Said mob typically spawns three times a week at random intervals and random locations. Bring a book. Number four, kill a raid or dungeon boss every week on as many alts as feasible, hoping to get lucky on that 1% drop chance. Number five, kill a world boss every week on as many alts as feasible, hoping to get lucky on that 0.05% drop chance that estimate is not a typo number six work as a group for extremely difficult to coordinate achievements that reward amount 
So she's talking about challenge modes, and in particular, gold. So um, I'm really not surprised if Final Fantasy players will buy out the inventory of 7-Elevens for a white, fat chocobo they can sit on. If the 7-Eleven Final Fantasy XIV promo comes to the U.S., here's a handy store locator. And so if you go to last week's RPG cast thread, um, Victor included that in the post. Thank you, Victor. <laughs> um, actually, there was one piece of news that came out this week that we Uh-oh. didn't talk about. Uh-oh. Speaking of World Uh-oh. of Warcraft, Uh-oh. we have a release date for Legion. August 30th? Yes. Alongside all the God Eater games. Yep. So <laughs> Choose um, wisely. If you are interested in finishing things before the expansion drops that will no longer be available after the expansion comes out, including the Moose Mount, um, MMO Champion, and... Um, there was another site. Did they actually add like, the moose mount? Yeah. I, for, I forgot they did that. Um, what's the other place? There are three. Yeah, Wowhead. Wowhead and MMO Champion both have really good guides for the things that you have to do before the cutoff time. Okay. So check them out. I am not interested in any of the things that I haven't done. Wait, they added a new Archimond? Yes. I didn't hear about any of this stuff. You don't follow WoW news very closely. Yeah, but I'm confused. Everyone's been telling me there's been no content updates for over a year and a half. Um, and that can't be true if they added this Moose I Mountain stuff. I don't think Archimonde is really considered a content update since it's just a recycling of an old thing that happens to have a mount. Well, fine. Uh, so how do I get this mount? Good luck. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's heroic. That's harder oh, than all of the other content out there. So it's a heroic raid? Yeah. Oh. It's not mythic, though. No. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> she said hesitantly. <laughs> okay. So what games are coming out this week, Chris? Well, let me tell you, though I kind of want my moose now. <laughs> Look at this guy. It's pretty awesome. Moose. Those antlers. I kind of want this to be my new travel form for my druid. <laughs> All right, let's see. Looking at new game releases. On the Wii U eShop, we have Blockara, Dreamles, Mario Party DS, and the Pinball Arcade. All right, that's what came out this week, Wii U eShop. Uh, don't have anything listed for the 3DS eShop, though I feel like something surely hit. Oh, I know. The demo for Game Freak's uh, Horse Racing Solitaire game, right? Anna, what's the name of that that Game Freak game? <laughs> or Alex, do you know? So, is it the one with cards? Yes. So, card I can't remember the name of it. Card Jockey. Yeah, right. sure. <laughs> Didn't Langrisser come out this week? So? Langrisser, yeah, uh, Langrisser did. Tuesday. Yeah, it already came out, and we talked about it last yeah. week. But yeah, uh, yes. yep, that hit. Yep, not eShop. That was a retail. Though I guess you could buy it on the eShop, but. Pocket Card Jockey. There is a demo. Go try it out. Um, solitaire. Horses. Yep. Okay. Corpse Parties. Coming to PC on April 25th. Also on April 25th, we've got Hotel or HTOL Pound NIQ, The Firefly Diary. Um, a game that got such a poor response from reviews. Anna had us return the collector's edition. <laughs> Oh, whatever. We couldn't return it. We sold it on eBay. Uh, Aliens vs. Pinball, which is a great name. April 26th. Also April 26th, Alienation on the PS4. Hearthstone Whispers of the Old Gods comes out this week. Hitman Sapienza, that's episode two of the Hitman game I'm 
Windows, PS4, and Xbox. Hyper Devotion Noir hits PC. Um, King's Quest Chapter 3 comes out on like all the platforms. Ori and the Blind Forest hits PC. Party Hard hits Xbox One and PS4. Rocket Birds 2 Evolution, PS4 Vita. Uh, Vita game. Uh, Sega 3D Classics comes out on retail for the 3DS. So that's all those. Uh, they've been re- releasing them separately on like the eShop. So now you can get them all in one package. I don't know if they're adding any new ones into it. But uh, yeah, if you've been interested in those, now they're bundled up together. Probably save you some money. The Song of Tyrim, T-Y-R-I-M, hits PC, Mac, and Linux. Stranger of Sword City, we talked about, coming out on Vita. Severed hits Vita. This is a Vita-only game developed for the Vita, coming out on the Vita on April 26th. So this is probably, this is like your last big hurrah for like a Vita-focused title probably ever. Um, so bust out those Vitas this Tuesday and, um, and get Severed, because it looks like it might be pretty good. At least the art looks neat. I hope the game's good. Dual List hits PC on the 27th. Um, Emerge Cities of the Apocalypse also on PC. Um, let's see. The Walking Dead Michonne. Did we decide it was Michonne? Uh, they called in and corrected us. Michonne. Uh, Michonne. 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 Mission. Mission. No. Just just email us again and tell us again, because we're just going to forget every time. Windows, PS3, PS4, P, Xbox 360, Xbox One, iOS, and Droid. Avalon Lords on PC on the 28th, along with back in 1995 on PC. Lost Reavers comes out for the Wii U. That's a retail release, isn't it? Let's see, what's Lost Reavers about? Oh, that's eShop. Okay. Uh, it's it's in the listing I get from a site that usually doesn't put up eShop games. So it is a free-to-play co-op o- online action game. Oh, I remember that. Oh, you do? Yeah, I think it's Namco. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if that'll remember, be any yeah, good. I remember, I remember seeing the, I think, reveals for it at E3. I might try that just because it's so out of place on the Wii U. <laughs> Makes no sense. All right. Also coming, uh, Wii U 3DS gets Mini Mario and Friends. I don't know if Anna's going to be into that or not. Mini Mario and Friends is some sort of game that uses Amiibos to do, like, uh, um, Mini's March Again type puzzles. Yeah. Pool Nation VR hits the Vive. And Off-World Trading Company comes out on PC. Um, That's been advertised for a while. We have some smaller PC releases also. Here we go. All those games you've never heard of. Bridge 2, Coloss, Don't Starve Together. Well, that's not an unheard of game. That's a follow-up to Don't Starve. It's a co-op one, I think. Demon's Crystals. Endsiv, E-N-D-C-I-V. Epic Clicker Journey. Uh Uh-oh. Is that a new free-to-play clicky game? Oh, I better go check that out. Epic Clicker Journey. Yeah, it looks like a clicker game. I don't know if I like the art style, though, so maybe I won't play that. It's already out. This is wrong. It's already out. Frederick, Resurrection of Music Director's Cut. Halcyon 6, Starbase Commander, Heaven Island Life, It's Killing Time, Leave Me Alone, Mini Metal, My Night Job, Mythic Wonders, The Philosopher's Stone, Save the Dodos, Tadpole Treble, no, Tadpole Treble. Turn on. 
Wayward, Western Press, Wolf Flame, and finally, Exoplanets. Those are your game releases for the week or very recently. And uh, that brings us to the end of the show, Alex. My wife is brought oh. off to make lunch. Do you have any, any news that's just broken out of PAX East that we need to know about? Uh, I was looking up Save the Dodos. Save the Dodos? Let's let's yeah. look up Save the Dodos. The Dodos. It's less interesting than I typed. Oh. It's $1.79 right now. It's out now. It came out on the 22nd, so yesterday. Um, it's like a Lemmings game with Dodos, right? Sort of? Sort of, but it doesn't look as interesting. Okay. Looks kind of like it should be on iOS or something. All right. Well, whatever. That's a show. Um, if you'd like to leave feedback for the show, like Victor did, uh, forums.rpgamer.com is where the podcast thread is. Podcast.rpgamer.com is where the email goes. Uh, it's been cleaned out, so we've been checking it. And you can leave a voicemail plate right here on the show, 608-729-4098. I want to know, everybody, here's your question of the week. Um, what's most interesting out of the indies you saw shown off at PAX East? Tell me what you're interested in, um, whether it's something that's being shown for the 17th time or something that's just debuted at this show. Tell us what you're into. Um, and with that, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, you can ch catch us every week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Um, we'll see you next week. Until then, thank you, Alex. Thank you, Anna Marie. And thank you, li listener. Um, no, not Alex. Thank you, Alex. Did I say Alice? I can't tell what I've said because your name I sounds you so said similar. Alex. Okay, I said Alex. All right. I, heard, I assumed you meant Alex. All right, oh, shout out to Alice, then, who's over in Japan, along with Emmanuel Marino, who's over in Japan. And shout out to Jonathan Stringer, who couldn't be here. So I don't know why I'm shouting him out. So screw him. Um, <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll see you next week. Until then, goodbye. Bye-bye.